Awakened Reality Podcast, JFK Assassination. Actually, both trying mezcal for the very first time. This is I've never tried it before. Los Amantes. Los Amantes. Mezcal joven, whatever that means. 100% agave. Agave, no joke. This is not tequila. Not senor. tequila. Okay. And so we're going to see whether we like it or not. Cheers. Now. It's perfectly clear, it looks. From what I've read, this is not water, we're not playing with you. Yep. This has to be sipped like a cognac or a bourbon mm -hmm. and sipped. It's a, it's a basically sniff, sip, swirl, swallow. You should hold it in your mouth for maybe what? At least 10 seconds. About 10 minutes. So, <laughs> can you imagine that video? <laughs> anyway, never tried it. I How does the honest, smell? What do you think of the smell? It's more like tequila than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay if you don't like it. Well, the reason I say that is because tequila is not my thing. Oh, really? I got so sick on tequila. Goodness. You know, that's also <laughs> what turned you off of whiskey. Yo. Yeah, but dude. Okay. No, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Open mind. It definitely, it, it smells like a tequila, but it definitely smells more kind of sophisticated. And, and, and you, know what I, you, know what I, you know what I noticed right off first? Uh -huh. you, you ever drink like a, a clear liquid that's really high potent and you, it sticks to the side of the glass so you can see it? It's like, it's like leaving a, a yes. film. Yes. It's that kind of alcohol. <laughs> okay. Right? But what does that mean? It's like if I took a lighter, this whole thing would be up right now. Well, let's see how strong this is. I don't even know. Maybe we want to try that. It'll be a viral video, Steve. This is... 100% agave. It's only 80, it's only 80 proof. So it would light, but it, it, it... Yeah. And that's interesting. I think usually mezcals are, are higher. Like, they're higher than 80 proof. This one's only 80 proof. So I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with it. But. All right. Salute. All right. I'm very curious as to what it tastes like. <laughs> you glad I? You glad I poured you a nice, uh, nice, solid one? Ooh. Look, maybe it's the first one, right? But it does have a a very smoky after. Um, That's what I read. Wow! Whoa! This is good. This took my breath away, bro. That's one of those drinks where you take a drink and it goes. <gasps> and, uh -huh. oh, how did you like it? Did you oh, really I really like liked it, but I, I love tequila. How much do you like it? <laughs> do you, do you like it that much because I can't do it, bro. Sorry. Cheers to my Corona. Oh goodness gracious, Steve! If I drink it, there's no way I'll be driving home. Yeah. No. One right. day, one day, I will when I don't have to drive home. I don't know if I can drink both. <laughs> I'm going to have a rough day tomorrow. Look, with agave, I heard you can pour it back in. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. Okay, so uh, it wasn't your thing. Yeah. All right. Well, you know but what? But you know what? Hey. Amen. Right? Amen. I mean, agave is good, but not for me. Okay. Well, you know what I'm going to? I'm going to... That um, is strong, bro. 
Well, it's no stronger than than gin. Bullshit. It's look. No, no, no the, proof. Dude, you don't. You don't trust gin doesn't. Gin doesn't do what that did to me. No, I know. But if you make a if you make a martini, there's more melt in it than you think. Okay. Like if I poured the gin just straight from the bottle into the thing. Maybe you're right. Maybe if that was served like we were looking at, right? Well, yeah. And ice and stuff like that, it would be different. Well, yeah, you can make it into a margarita, essentially. I would rather try to put it over ice like the gin. Oh, that's what they were saying. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, see, I never liked liked tequila over the bottle. Plus, they said you can't drink that cold. This. Yeah, you can't drink it cold. Yeah, no. I think this is a way to drink it. But I get it. It's like a... It's a. It's definitely a gentleman's drink. It's also a drink that you have to sip. Oh yeah. Well, you could do a shot of it, but why? <laughs> I mean, it tastes so good. Come on, guys, applaud. Chug, chug, chug. No, chug, chug. I'm not chug. wasting this stuff with a shot. Are you kidding me? He <laughs> drink it and bleh, project that upon the ranger camera. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would. I would do it as a shot, and I would, and I would enjoy it. Like I can enjoy a tequila shot. You know, but I don't do it because it's, if I have good tequila, I mean, why, why waste it? Why waste it? You know. No, no, no. So I'm going to put this. Uh, not to pause, but I'm going to. If you don't want this, I'm no. going to pour it back. Yeah, now, please do. Just before. And it and, and don't judge. Just don't judge. Don't. This has got to be one of them. Otter. Uh, the only thing is, I hope this works because this is a tiny bit bigger. Will it? Then uh, I think it'll work. Okay, ready. If it spills, it's going to spill on me. Oh, just a tiny bit spilling. <laughs> Hold on, hold that, hold that, hold that nice and straight. There we go. Hold oh, on. I can feel it's a little bit of it dripping on my knee, but not much. Right. Good man. Now we're just fine. That's gonna that's gonna pour a hole in your jeans, dude. <laughs> Stuff's like rock gut. Mmm. So good. All right. So that all was you our... agave drinkers out there, tell us your stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's like our most alcoholic. Uh, um, podcast ever. Should we try to make progress? Yes, let's do. Let's. Right. Uh, French Connection. The French Connection was a great movie. Yes, um, agreed. Be- beyond that, um, it was a scheme through which heroin was smuggled from Turkey to France and then th- and then to the United States through Canada. Turkey, France, U.S. or Canada, and then USA. That was the the order that it went in. Uh, it was the French Connection was at its peak in the late '60s and early '70s, and during that time was um, providing the vast majority of the heroin used in the United States. So, but 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 Steve, yes, what does this have to do with the JFK assassination? Do I ask? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was this: it is that um, even though it was at its peak in the late '60s, early '70s, it really had been going for quite a long time. Um, matter of fact, uh, from like the mid thirties. Wow. And, uh, so when we say the French connection, I used to think, oh, it's a bunch of French guys with, um, you know, with, uh, what are those hats they wear? <laughs> berets. With berets, you know, like smuggling drugs, but Wait, no. It's, where else he drugs? <laughs> yeah. But actually it's not a bunch of French. It technically they're French, but they're all, uh, people from the, what's called the Corsican underworld. Wow. These are essentially, um, you know, Corsica is this island off of France, right? Is that right? I think it is. You're a pretty smart guy. I would believe you. Um, but in any case, th- these are essentially Italian people connected with the Italian mafia who are living in France. You know, okay. No matter how you want to. Okay. No matter how you want to cut it. Okay. And so uh, um, maybe there's a French mafia that is full of you know more traditional French guys. I don't know. 
But these were, you know, large. It's kind of hard to think about French guys being a mafia, you know. Yeah. Just, I mean, you, 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 you think of Italian guys going, hey, I tell you what I'm going to uh-huh. do, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You don't be a fucking mullion, right? <laughs> well, what do you, what do the French guys do, right? <laughs> They're too busy, like, you know. Sl- I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 stupid, stupid, ignorant American, you. <laughs> I kill you. Anyway, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's probably <laughs> anyway, I'm going to kill me. Anyway, go ahead. I'm not being racist. <laughs> so, uh, one connection, oh, one uh, connection. One um, similar... Oh, I'm part French, by the way, so I can do that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. I always just figure you're 100% British because your last name is Sawyer. Mm-mm. Um, I'm French and Indian. Oh, Indian? Blackfoot. Oh, Indian. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Um, so one similarity that the French connection has with the American mafia... Yes. ...is that they both were protected by the CIA. That's interesting. I never knew that. Yeah, and so um, the the French connection or the Corsican gang behind the French connection was protected by the CIA, um, or their protection began after World War II, directly after World War II, in exchange for the Corsican mafia working to prevent French communists from bringing um, sections of, of France or all of France under their control. You know, let me ask a question. Mm-hmm. And to you folks out there, too, I don't have an opinion either way. I mean, I guess maybe I do. But what's with communism anyway? I mean, was there really communism or was that something that was like, was that a boogeyman that was that was brought out to, to, to distract from other things? I mean, right? I mean, because there's like, it's like they made it look like, I mean, even, you know, Hoover was like psychotic mm-hmm. about communism, 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 communism. And, I mean, really? I mean... Really? Was it just another boogeyman or the beginning of the boogeyman? It always has to be there? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've always said that, you know, that like a a French communist is going to be wildly different than a a, a Russian communist or a a Latin American communist or a Chinese communist. I guess. I mean, they're all they're all so different. It's not like they're all the same. It's kind of like saying. A woman and a man all have, uh, you know, um, colons. So uh, a woman, uh, a man's colon cancer will be exactly the same on a woman because they both have colons. Mm-hmm. It's not true, Mm-mm. right? So anyway, that was weird. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even by 1960, it's estimated that between... Um, 2,600 and 5,000 pounds of heroin were coming to the United oh, States from France. Is that a lot in the grand scheme of things? Maybe it doesn't... Then? Then? Oh. To me, it doesn't sound like that much, but... How many pounds? Up to 5,000 5, pounds. 5,000 pounds. Yeah. It's a pretty good take. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like it was relatively small then, but um, but large by 19... Small? 5,000 pounds Small? Well, compared to, by 1969, they were supplying the U.S. with, like, 90% of its heroin. So, it was a no, lot Wait, 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 wait. France? Yep. Well, the French connection. They were getting it from Turkey. Okay. And then they were... So, oh. really, it was being grown in Turkey. And okay. then, um, it was just the French, or the Corsicans who lived in France, okay. were the ones who were kind of doing okay. that. Okay, gotcha. So, um, here's where we it starts kind of tying into the um, JFK assassination. In May of 1963, or sometime around that time, Christian David, 
He was a member of the French Connection Network and a leader of the Corsican Network in South America, which was known as the Latin Connection. Kind of, there's a French Connection, and then it would sometimes go through this Latin Connection. But yet, he was you know, part of the French Connection. He claims to have been offered a contract by um, a man called Antoine Guerini, who was a, a Corsican crime boss in Marseille, France, to accept a contract to kill, quote, a highly placed American politician whom Guerini called, quote, the biggest vegetable. Now, okay, question that they're going to ask out there. Mm -hmm. Is this conjecture? If this is simply what... We know that Christian David was a member of the French Connection, okay. and it's a claim that he made. So he claimed that the president was to be killed on U.S. territory. This Christian David said he turned down the contract because it was too dangerous. But he also claims that the contract was accepted by a man called Lucien Sarti. Yes, I have heard of that guy, actually. Who was also a Corsican or French Connection drug trafficker and also like an assassin. Pause. Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? Oh, sure. Oh. What do you want? Some more mezcal? I can pour some mezcal. Screw you, Steve! Make fun of me. Hey, mezcal is from Mexico, and that's from a Mexican beer. It might, might work well together. Um, anyway. <laughs> Acid. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, so he claims that Sarti accepted the contract. I, I heard that. And that, with, and that Sarti brought two other members of this Marseille mafia, French Connection people, um, with him. Um, and he... he, he and these two were also sharpshooters. Okay, so you know what this reminds me of? What's that? What was that movie out there where there were like uh, one guy was what had a contract on him and then another guy was hired to do a contract and they were both fighting to get each other to kill the same person? <laughs> okay. Is that so, face off? But, no. But that was a good movie. Mm -hmm. But this sounds to me, and again, I'm just thinking from their point of view. Mm-hmm. Are people trying to say they were in on it to make them look tough, like to other people? Or uh -huh. is it the fact, I mean, because I have a hard time believing mm -hmm. that with how this had to be put together and how meticulous it had to be, uh -huh. that people would just start, hey, I'm going to go in and I'm going to shoot him now. <laughs> uh -huh. Even the, hey, look, we think that there were a lot of people in on this, but Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, Steve, I mean, you know, too many, too many chefs spoil a soup. Yeah, well, like I always said, I think if if the French connection was involved, they were they were just people that were hired, to you know they were out of the eight, they were hired to do that, so that so that they thought maybe out people from outside the country would, um, you know, would be leave less of a trace. Although I don't know, that's maybe a bad argument, right? Because you figure somebody who's local would leave less of a trace, right? I mean, because there's so many other things, right? It's it's so it's so deep, right? Because you got, mm -hmm. was there an abort team? And then there is proof, there is a lot of evidence to prove that there was. Mm -hmm. you know, and if the abort team was part of the CIA, mm -hmm. the good guys, as it were, mm -hmm. you know, and they knew who was in there on it. I mean, and there's so many other shooters in this. Were there a lot of different shots? Were there a lot of different shooters? Mm -hmm. Where were they? I mean, you're like, okay, so where'd Sarti go? Where did his buddy go? I mean, did they have a, did they have, what was their getaway plan? What, I mean, because it would have to be mm -hmm. the same kind of information we have for about everybody else, mm -hmm. right? So again, getting ahead of ourselves, but 
if you're going to kill somebody and it's going to be in an ambush, don't you want everybody to kind of be together? Yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, so I think which you're, one is it? You kind of I think you're right. I, I mean, I'm just mentioning this stuff just because we're trying to cover everything. And there you go. You, you know what? You're 100% right because we got to. Because if we left it out, it wouldn't be... And maybe somebody, right. maybe these are the people who did it and somebody knows something about it. I mean, who knows? Um, okay. So yeah. we make, okay. you know, we, we throw everything out yeah. there. We okay. comment on how... You know, remember we talked about the um, yep. we we talked about the Federal Reserve, and we and we ultimately concluded we don't even though there are issues with the Federal Reserve, we don't think they were involved necessarily with killing JFK, although we don't know for sure. So we're just kind of throwing everything out yeah. there, and we comment on how yeah. you know how likely we think it is. Yeah. Um, I get it. I get it. So according to Craig Roberts, he's an <laughs> author who wrote a book called Kill Zone. Ah. You heard okay. of that book? I have, but I haven't read it yet. Yeah. Um, oh. According to him, um, there were three hired professional assassins, all from the Corsican Mafia of Marseille. So that fits with you know this other account. Um, that he claimed that on October twentieth of nineteen sixty three, all three <clears throat> of these assassins traveled from Marseille to Mexico City, where they stayed at a safe house for about three to four weeks. And um, and he also said that it was likely that while they were there, they stayed at a private ranch, which is owned, which was owned by the CIA, where um, the where essentially they were trained. And trained. Well, trained for the specific operation. Okay. Um, and uh, and he he said that at that place and during that time, they met their CIA counterparts, um, and. He actually names the three. I was going to say, who are they? Well, he claims that the people from the Corsican Mafia were Sauvier Pieranti, oh boy, Orge Boccaginini. Say that again into the camera. Orge <laughs> Boccaginini <laughs> and this Lucian Sarti. Right. But who they talk to though? Who in terms of in the CIA there? Yeah, did they have their names? Um, I would like to know if they did. Yeah, he says that um, he says that the house was uh, provided by and run by the CIA operative Roscoe White. Okay, heard him. Okay, all right. Okay, you've heard of everybody. I've heard of nobody. Um, yep, Roscoe White. He's actually a big name, but I got to dig in him. Yeah, and uh, supposedly on November second or around that time. Um, <clears throat> These three assassins were transported from Mexico City to Brownsville, Texas, Brownsville. where they crossed the border using Italian passports. And they were met on the U.S. side by representatives of the, the American Mafia wow. um, out of Chicago, Sam Giacana's folks. Ooh. And then the, they were, and those are the people who drove them to Dallas. Um, and in Dallas, they were um, you know, they were provided another safe house. And I'm sorry, that was the safe house that Roscoe White had provided, not the one in Mexico City. I, I messed up. Oh, they gave him one in, in Dallas? Yeah. I wonder if that was the same safe house that was really close to uh, where... Uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, what's his face there? Lee Harvey was. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um. So supposedly, if this account is true, Sarti was paid by heroin, which was, quote, the liquid currency of the time. <laughs> um, and uh, an interesting fact about this 
is that um, is that uh, supposedly this Sarti guy yeah. had lost sight in his left eye due to a car accident, and he claimed that you can shoot better with one eye than with two. True, because you don't have to worry about closing an eye. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> Sarti, I don't know if th- this matters, but... Maybe it was actually Sartai. Get it? <laughs> Sartai. I don't know if this really matters, but Sartai, Sartai is a ball... Sartai, are you saying Sartai? Shoot. Shit. Sarti, Sartai, I don't know. It might be Sartai. What do well, I know? I'm just thinking I, I, you know. I always get every single wrong name wrong. If I met him after he hurt his eye, I'd say, hey, so your name is Sartai now, and he'd probably kill me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kill you on it laughing and shoot me. Um, Sarti is also bald. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Probably a very handsome guy. Probably, because most, most are. And But <laughs> this guy, but he was kind of uh, um, not happy about it. He always wore a wig. What a punk. were taken of him. Yeah, I know what's with that. What a punk. He's um, a punk. And uh, according to... If you're bald, you wear a wig, you're a punk. Sorry. That's my opinion. Go ahead. Um, Except for if you have cancer, then you're okay. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, when I first shaved my head, you know, because I used to, you know, I shaved my head when my hair was, before it was gone, mm-hmm. and I shaved my head, and people at work thought I had, like, got cancer. It was oh, like... Well, they always do. And, you know, it was kind of weird. Funny. That, that that's what, what they do. That's just what they do. And then you see them staring, like, right here. <laughs> like, they don't look at you in the eye. <laughs> I remember that. Mm-hmm. I had it. So, one, I remember. No, it's true. You... When my, when my, I decided to take it all up because I was like, what the hell? But then people would be like, look at you, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're so frail. You know, because for me, when chemotherapy took the eyebrows, Mm -hmm. you know, took the pubes, took the underarm hair, took the hair. So I look like an albino. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. You're walking down the street, but people would look at you and they'd be like, look at it, not at your eyes. Let's not look at your eyes. Other cancer survivors, you know the drill. They look at you like this. Hi. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, hey! It's like reverse of how girls go, hey, my face is here, not here. I'd be like, hey, my face is here, not here. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. This mezcal's getting better. Like, it tastes better the more I drink of it. It's like, I think I'm starting to... Hallucinate? Hallucinate. And that's the next one I want to try, which we'll probably hate as well. Or I, I want to try absinthe. I've never had absinthe before. I want to try peyote. But we digress. Talking right. about French people that kill people. Yeah. So, um, supposedly, Sarti fired only once from behind a wooden fence. Which wooden fence? It doesn't say. So, that's all I have to say about the, about the French Connection. <laughs> you sounded like, like Forrest Gump. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Man, when I... That movie came out right before I went to college. It was so obnoxious. Like You don't like that movie? No, I'm not a huge fan. Sorry. What? Please bash Steve. Please. You have to understand. Here's two things. First of all, when I showed up, I, I stayed in East Hall. Okay. You know, that was the name of the, the dormitory. Mm-hmm. And there was a big banner, which was draped from it. Because remember, the movie came out right before I went to college. Yeah. And the banner said, East Hall is like a box of chocolate. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. That was pretty good. And then the other thing was, is I was a runner in college. And you have no idea. You know, I was running 90 miles a week. You have no idea how many times a week, how many times a day, <laughs> a day, I heard, run, Forrest, run! <laughs> run, Forrest, run! Oh, stop. We heard it nonstop for like four years. 
I mean, literally, I, I'm telling you, because we would run, you know, we'd run downtown, we'd run out in farmland, we, in like Steve, every single day, we, people would scream that at us nonstop. What does that tell you, though? That they liked the movie? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. You know, and dude, honestly, I mean, uh, honest, uh, look, first of all, mm. take your take your bias prejudice away for a second. <laughs> I should and, watch it. I've only seen it once back and, in '94. <laughs> but you told me, you told me yourself, you uh-huh. fucker. You told me, mm-hmm. and we have this thing with another friend of ours called Neil. Hey, Neil! We have this thing, right? This 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 movie night where yeah. we figure out, like, each one of us tries to find a movie that nobody's ever seen. It's like gotta be weird and whatever. Yeah. Wait, I have a really weird one for the next one. Well, I tell Steve, right? I'm like, Steve goes, "Well, I like to try to find something good in every movie." Don't you lie to me. Uh-huh. You said it. Yep, that's true. Now, what does that call you with what you just said about about Forrest Gump? Well, I didn't say I didn't say I couldn't find anything good about it. Uh, you didn't say you could. Let's see. If I had to think of something good about these it. guys, don't know you. I'd have to watch it again. You have to understand. I watched it back in '94, um, and that was a long time ago for me. Bro, remember, right? I mean, you know, AIDS was was huge. Back then, right? Because I was 18 when it came out, you know, so I was... I think you should watch it again. Maybe appreciate it more. I think you will. Because, honestly, I think you'll find, and I think I speak for a lot of you folks out there, Mm -hmm. that Forrest Gump was probably one of the 10 best movies ever. And let me rephrase. Not because of the sensationalistic uh, fantasy kind of things that he Mm -hmm. did. Of course he didn't, Mm -hmm. right? But... I think that was part of its lure. I think mm-hmm. that was part of it. I think think because it masked that whole idea of fantasy and bubba goom shrimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so creative. Mm-hmm. It was genius. Mm-hmm. Genius what they did. It, well, I don't think it was the movie itself, but the, 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 the feeling that the movie brought out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they didn't really depict Vietnam the way it was. But I think the the what the emotion it provoked mm-hmm. in so many people made it the iconic movie that it was. Yeah, I will say this: two things. One is I did have the soundtrack to the movie, and I listened to that nonstop, mm. wow. Um, wow. which I really like the music in it. And secondly, I enjoy virtually every movie I've ever seen. Even that movie, I'm sure I enjoyed it. So when I say I wasn't a huge fan of it, it doesn't mean I didn't like it and that I didn't enjoy it. Like, I can enjoy virtually anything. It's just I wouldn't list it as my favorite. Mm-hmm. But again, I was 18. Now I'm 43. You know, maybe I would like it a lot better now. I think you would. I think you should check it out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, I think if you look at it with your head now, mm-hmm. you'd look at it and find the things that you couldn't see then because you're only 18. Yeah. No, you're probably right. You know, I didn't see it until I was like 36. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. I forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. It wasn't that. No, because you're not that much I didn't see it until it was in on HBO, though. So you didn't see it when it came out. Okay, so yeah, so you might have been, because you're you're like only about like ten years older than me, right? So, twelve, twelve, just turned fifty-five. Oh wow! Yeah, I think I'm eligible for a senior discount now. Really? Like it? it Dude, I had this little bastard at freaking the. Not gonna say where it was. The Duncan. I didn't Duncan know. Phone nuts. I didn't know Duncan why. Donuts. I didn't Duncan know why the price wasn't the same. Uh huh. I went. Well, wait. Did you guys change your prices? <laughs> <clears throat> oh no I gave you your senior discount I well how do they know that you were 55 do you have to give them your ID to get a mocha latte oh, that's, that's the point mocha latte that's the point isn't it I thought maybe it was because she wanted to do me 
Yeah, that's probably. I'm, I'm happily married, but then I knew the deal. And she was like, ah, "You're old." I was like, "Dude, stop! I do not look 55, you fucker." Well, how would they know suddenly? Like, you turn 55, and all of a sudden they're like, "Oh." So well, no, well, this was before I turned 55, let's be honest. Oh, there you go. Before, what you do then is you just take your discount and run. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, honestly, I, I was like, dude, I was like, you know how I am, dude. Yeah. I, like, I mean, I'm 26 right here, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not 55. I'll never be 50. I said to her, I said, um, I'm not senior. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I said, Give me a month. <laughs> I said, thanks and everything. I said, thanks and everything. <laughs> Make me pay more. Uh, but I'll pay it twice as much because just to tell me I'm not. <laughs> really? I'm a cheapskate. I'll be like, I'm old. I'm going to start. <laughs> Next time I walk into a Dunkin' Donuts, I'm going to be like. <laughs> Did you give me my. <laughs> give me my dude. Hey, dude. Okay. <laughs> if we get more than 25 people to say they want Steve to wear a camera, a body cam, <laughs> go into Dunkin' Donuts. And even though he's not anywhere near 55. Go, did you give me my junior discount? <laughs> and see if they give it to him. If we get more than 20 people to do it, Steve's going to do it. I'll, I'll do you agree? It. I'll do it. If more people. than 20 people. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, 10 people. If I got if I got to make 10 different freaking, you know, pseudo accounts to make you do it. How funny would that be? Anyway, go ahead. That would be funny. That would be funny. We were talking about, like, you know, do, coming up with funny, weird things to do with Neil, you know. Social experiment? Yeah, social experiments. We should do some of that stuff. I'm telling fun. you, man. Anyway, okay, so um, we had another digression here. Um, so, yeah, so you know what? Crazy enough, I think we're done with the Mafia. And I'm sure they'll come up again. I mean, I'm sure they will. They have to, because... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm, once we get to a you're right. Start. I say we're done. No, we're done introducing the Mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're we're Dude. still so early into yeah. this whole... You never leave them away. Trip. Yeah, I mean, the Mafia will be coming back. Um, should we jump into Lee Harvey? I think that's a good idea. Okay. Lee. Harvey. Frickin' Oswald. Yeah, man. Or Alec Heidel. Huh? Or Alec Heidel. Alec Heidel. Yeah, he goes by many names. When we... Usually when I introduce these, um, you know, various subjects, or when we introduce these various subjects, whether it's the CIA, the Federal Reserve, the Mafia, or Lee Harvey Oswald, we always kind of start with the... Um, more facts which are more like the accepted version and then we kind of dig deeper so we're going to kind of do that here as well some kind of basic so and remember you take accepted lightly mm -hmm. yeah definitely so we can't we can't say that all of this stuff is true but the stuff we're starting with is mostly stuff that you know you would read on his wikipedia page and there's a lot and there's a lot of um look i happen to know through very recent things mm -hmm. <laughs> that that boy man i mean <laughs> you can, there's so much out there on lee harvey oswald mm -hmm. there are and to be quite honest got to get the people that put books out about this stuff there are i don't understand where people find the time uh -huh. honestly honestly i mean we both have full-time jobs times right mm -hmm. And we find this time to do this. And we think that this is like, oh my God, how do we find time to do this, right? Yeah. But these people, like, I don't know how they find, unless they're independently wealthy, bro. Mm -hmm. Well, some people are. Like, and just have nothing else to do with their lives. But man, there's so many books out. 
But you can make a lot of money writing books. Well, yeah, you can. So you're making, you, you have one, you know, book with self But the time, it put, I mean, the time. Look, I, like I said, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I would love to have the money mm-hmm. to just have the time mm-hmm. to go and interview a thousand people. Oh, believe it. And I'd write a book. Yes, I mm-hmm. would. But boy, you know, I got to envy those folks, you know. But to get back to what I was saying, it, I, I know there's so many people like Lee and me. Mm-hmm. The story of Lee Harvey Oswald. Is Lee Harvey Oswald? I mean, you look at you, just go ahead and put books about Lee Harvey Oswald in Google. <clears throat> yeah, he's a fascinating character. I mean, uh, even know. just on the surface, I remember being young and, and <clears throat> like seeing, you know, seeing an interview with you know the interview where they they're talking to him, you know, after oh, he yeah. was captured, and yeah. just being fascinated because he just seems like such an interesting person. Yeah. Well, um, I'll, I'll tell you this: there's I'm a I'm on. I'm more of a, I'm more of a feel guy, mm. meaning it, it, it might be worth absolutely nothing. But I, I know that when I see somebody say something or look a certain way when they say something or how they say something, mm-hmm. I get a feeling from it. Mm-hmm. And even though it's been said before, I'm going to tell you this, you can believe it or not, but before it was said already, which it was, when I saw Lee Harvey Oswald say, I didn't kill anybody, mm-hmm. right? I'm a patsy. Mm-hmm. I believed him. Yeah. And when and he because before he said it, as he was being brought down the around the hallway. Yeah. He had this look on his face, like I can't believe these fuckers did this to me. <laughs> like like the the almost a resign. Yeah, yeah, like this. It, it was like it was like. I mean, Mother, not not resigned like he was happy about it, but just kind of like he knew that it was done. Yeah, you know, it was like it was like imagine being the the person who thought they were doing all the right things, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden finds out that the whole time you were the butt of a joke. Yeah, you you have this face like motherfucker. Yeah, that's exactly what the face was. That's like. the face he had, and you know what? You don't put that face on when 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 you know you were a guy that did it. You don't. And you also don't put that face on when you have any hope of getting out. Of there, there you go. Right, yeah, yeah. That was the face that said, ah, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Yep. 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 Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These more. Oh, yeah. It reminds me <coughs> of the face like, uh, have you ever seen the movie The Departed? Yes. Remember the face that Matt Damon had when <laughs> Mark Wahlberg killed him? Yeah. He was just kind of like, okay. You know, it's like, yep. well, well you know. this is, you know, I guess this is how it's going to end. I just, I just, you know. And, but the thing that gets, I mean, and look, anybody can talk about anything after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're not in a situation. Yeah. Right? But Lee Harvey Oswald, when he was in this, and look, I'm not talking about anything a lot of other people don't know, and you might not know it, but if you don't, you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't know that somebody, I mean, it, I guess it's hard for me to understand. I mean, if, if the guy was part of the CIA, which has been proved that he has been, he was an operative, mm-hmm. wouldn't he know? That he'd have to be silenced. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't he say something to somebody? I mean, the guy—they asked him who he was. Uh-huh. I, so I, why didn't he like when he had the opportunity? Why didn't he say everything that he could? Because he thought that he had a way. He he was still trying to claw his way out of the situation. No, bro. No, there's no. I mean, look. I mean, he should have. I agree with you. He should have. Known okay, that it was so over, so okay. I'm an idiot. Right? He thought he was hoping that if he was a good soldier, that they would let him go. But I'm not okay. But first, first of all, I'm not a good soldier, right? Uh-huh. I'm a guy who says if somebody tells me to do the right thing and I do the right thing and then they fuck me, uh-huh. it's like he had a handler. The mm-hmm. handler wouldn't talk to him. Mm-hmm. 
And then as soon as the as soon as the press asked me, did you kill a president? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I go, no! And I start naming names. <laughs> it would be like that. Well, that's ironic. That might have, I mean, obviously he, he ended up dying, but that might have been a better strategy. <laughs> oh, yeah! For, you think, for maybe? saving his hide. I mean, um, he probably was going to die no matter what, but still, you know, that might have been a better strategy. Obviously, I mean, what he tried didn't work. Look, I'll be the first guy to tell you, since I was in the military, I know how they can brainwash your ass. Mm-hmm. I get it. And maybe that was the case. He was like 20-nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he still thought, okay, they got a plan for me. Yeah, or maybe he did. Anyway, we get ahead of ourselves. So this is just an introduction to Lee Harvey Oswald. Yes, for now. So Lee Harvey Oswald was born October 18th, 1939, and died November 24th, 1963, coincidentally, mm-hmm. two days after the death of JFK. Mm-hmm. He is a former U.S. Marine (laughs) and a self-declared, I wouldn't say he actually was, but he's a self-declared American Marxist who, according to the official word of the U.S. government, assassinated John F. Kennedy on November 22nd, 1963. As a lone gunman. As a lone gunman, yeah. We're going to be going into um, great detail on several aspects of Oswald's life and events in his life pertaining to the JFK assassination. Um, The purpose of this portion is just to kind of introduce Oswald and lay out um, these key moments at a high level, just to kind of set the stage. Uh, Oswald was honorably released from active duty in the Marine Corps into the reserve and defected to the Soviet Union in October of 1959. So this is an, an interesting thing. He was in the Marines. He was honorably released from active duty. I think because he said he had to care for his mother. Mm-hmm. And then immediately defected to the Soviet Union. Yep. He lived in the Belarusian city of Minsk until June of 1962 when he returned to the United States with his Russian wife, Marina. And then they eventually settled in Dallas. And, as we mentioned, supposedly Oswald shot and killed Kennedy from the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository as the presidential motorcade went through Dealey Plaza. And then, also according to the official account, 45 minutes after this, he supposedly shot and killed Dallas police officer J.D. Tippett on a local Dallas street. Mm Mm-hmm. After that, again, according to the official word, Oswald slipped into a nearby movie theater where he was shortly after arrested for Tippett's murder. He was charged with the murder of Kennedy. No. First he was charged with the murder of who? Of Tippett. Tippett. And then ultimately charged with the murder of Kennedy. Mm. He denied the accusations. How could he do that? And as Bill said, he claimed that he was a, quote, patsy in front of, you know, all the cameras and um, press. Yep. Two days later, Oswald was fatally shot by local nightclub owner Jack Ruby on live television. Although we will interject, Mm -hmm. however, that he probably could have been saved. Mm Mm-hmm. Because what people don't know, what a lot of people don't know, mm-hmm. but I happen to know, 
is he wasn't all of a sudden put into the the uh, ambulance. You realize mm. that, right? Yeah, I read about that. It was like near an hour or so later. Yeah. So you got a guy. <laughs> kind of like Princess, Princess Diana, same thing. Oh, yeah. You got a guy. She was like laying there for way longer, you yeah, know, than I mean, you know, necessary. sitting there talking to people. Yeah. But who does that? 